What's up, everybody? It's your boy Q. And uh, it's Saturday. And welcome back. It's a beautiful day. We have a special show today. A special guest. If you are uh, a first-time viewer and listener to this show, um, this is a safe space. Q's Lounge is a, a space for us to vibe and to, and to connect and to grow and, uh, and hopefully be enlightened. I first want to give a... Uh, you know, just thank God for this opportunity to uh, connect with everybody. And I hope that you enjoy yourself. And shout out to um, everybody on Facebook that's watching live and YouTube. And shout out to Twitter. And everybody that's on uh, TikTok who's <laughs> popped over. And if you aren't following me on TikTok yet, why not? <laughs> Follow me at uh at Love Quaylin and at Q Lounge. It's gonna rain, it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain. Share the link, share the show. Q's Lounge is streaming, streaming on uh Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, all the streaming platforms. You got some time to get settled in. If you are, if you are watching this for the first time, again, this is Q's Lounge, and I'm your host, Q. And if you're just kind of like standing by watching, leave me a, you know, leave me an emoji. Let us know that you're watching the show. Appreciate you guys. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Q. Welcome, welcome. It's a beautiful Saturday. Everybody from uh, Facebook that's watching, hit me in the hit me in the chat. You know what I mean? Everybody from YouTube, hit us in the chat. We want to hear from you guys. If you are also um, also watching this in replay, let us know that you're watching the replay. We appreciate you guys for tuning in once again. I am uh, I'm Brother Q. I'm the host of Q's Lounge. We are definitely going to be having a good time today. We have a special guest. Um, but just to kind of recap, you know, uh, let's see here. Last uh, last time we met, we talked about love. We always talk about love. And um, and what today we're going to be talking about some, a, little some, a little something different. But last time we met, we talked about love. And we talked about some of the things that we need to break away, the, the, the fantasy and the romanticism of love. You know what I mean? And so I just want you guys to... Um, you know, to be thinking about those things constantly, you know, why do you do what you do? Do you even have good reason, you know? So have good reason, you know, for what you, um, 
for everything that you do, but especially those things that are of your heart. And so um, we'll go back and watch that. That's available again on um, Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, Amazon. Again, all the all the streaming platforms. Uh, today we have a special show again. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and just jump it off because we um, we got two special guests. Um, we have a, you know executive producer and um, CEO of Now and Then, Shorty Hoffa. And then someone I know very, 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 very well, <laughs> my, my younger brother, um, Mr. Fit Boss himself, Zimbalist Carter. You guys, welcome to the show. Appreciate you having you, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, this show is called um, Bounce Back. You know, we've, we've, uh, we talk a lot about on Q's Lounge, you know, just try to, you know, share information you know just share you know a space to be able to encourage people and help us all to grow and to be better and to be thinking you know what i mean let's always be thinking and and trying to you know trying to get better and so uh this show is bounced back because um we all go through things you know what i mean and like um i've talked about before we're always like one choice away you know from you know, from changing our lives, from bouncing back when we're in a tough season. And so I just kind of want to open up the, you know, open up the show. And, um, and today was kind of, um, important because we, you know, we talk about mental health and we also talk about how they're connected to the body as well. And so today, you know, I got, you know, Shorty, Shorty Hoppe, he's going to tell his story today. And then also, um, you know, Zimbalist Carter, who is, uh, going to help, help us with some, some tips, hopefully, on how to get right um this brother is uh this brother is a beast make sure you're following him uh for all your fitness um uh you know just tips and ideas and, and workouts so uh shorty talk to us talk tell to us it. about tell, tell, tell us about tell your about story, your story man. man we um you started, started, you started, a, new started a new platform Basically, what the platform is is um is now and then, and it's basically uh, just a uh, something I was doing on uh, IG Live, where I just interviewed a lot of the people that I knew in the industry. You know, because I know a lot of rappers, I know a lot of actors, just from working in the industry since 1988. Um, you know, back then I was a store runner for my cousin. My cousin is Big Daddy Kane. Oh, word. So word. when everybody would come over to his crib to leave for the shows, like I would be the one to run and go get the food for them and go get whatever they want. That's how I made my little money. So I got, I, I was able to establish relationships with like, you know, nice and smooth. And, um, you know, my man, Prince Whip a Whip. Um, I mean, just so many rappers, you know, and I always kept, you know, they always looked at me like a little shorty, you know, and now they see me now and it's like, yo, what up? That's why the name shorty stuck because I was always the young dude, but then they end up seeing me like throwing parties and what. I like, yo, shorty, I know you old man. So it just stuck with me. So that's where the shorty came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I started this podcast because honestly, I needed something to do. Um, during the pandemic, like everybody else, I was stuck in the house. Um, but one thing about me, I was going through depression at that time, but I didn't realize that I was going through. to me. I was okay, you know. Yeah. Um, I was a victim. I'm going to be honest of what we tell black men every day. Stop crying. Don't let that bother you. What you trying to do? You know, don't run off emotions. Um, You know, only girls cry, you know. So I was taught, you know, black men, I think, are are taught at a young age to suppress our emotions and not show them. And you got to understand you're playing a role, you know. 
And playing that role really affected me after a while because I was even actors get a time to say cut and they can become themselves. But I noticed I was never I never got that time to cut. I never got time to say, hey, who's Lamar? You know, that's my government name. I didn't even know who I was. I was always operating as someone else. And you end up losing yourself like that. Um, so I ended up breaking up with my, you know, with my uh, my children's mother in, in uh, 99. And then, uh, you know, I moved out and that was a hard thing. Um, then I started going to, you know, I was I was really upset. I was going through it. And, you know, it's look, it's a little embarrassing for me to talk about even now. Um, you know, I started well, let's going to talk about that. that. Tell me, Tell me why, why is it so embarrassing? It's embarrassing because for any man to say there's something wrong with him, that's something we never want to do. Right. Right. You know, even in your worst moment, you're like, yo, how you doing? You could be feeling tired. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. Hey, Z, hey, you, you ever had that, that moment? All day, every time, all, all the time. And why is that, Z? Like, why do you? Why do we say I'm good? You know, I'm fine. Why do you? Because you got to be hard. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's it. I mean, that's the thing. It's like we're we're told, you know, like that's that's not a sign of being a man, showing weakness and and being vulnerable. You know, that's not that's not strength, right? That's not supposed to be strength. But the reality is, and I'm sure um, Shorty going to talk about it. Is that it takes a lot of power to be able to be vulnerable. It takes a lot of power to show, you know, be let people in and be transparent. Um, because we're always trying to put on a on a facade of something, right? Because we see ourselves or the world how we believe it should be, and that's based on all these things that have kind of conditioned us to be where we're at. So yeah, so for sure, bro. Like, I mean, you know, I, I say you can't go to the mailbox if you ain't hard. Remember? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just what it is. Right. You know, right. it's just what it is, man. But that's that's a big, that's a big deal. I think um you know, uh, you know, thinking about the fact that how you are perceived in this world um, has a lot to do to depict on how we actually have to deal with challenges. You know, and and, and it's probably one of the main one of the main reasons why uh, there's a consistent level of failure because we can't get past that. And we're not being our authentic self. We're not being who we really are, so we can actually operate in that space all the time. So that's a big deal. Yeah, you know, and just to add to that, like who we really are, you know what? Is that we're human, right? <laughs> And we're going to struggle right. and we're going to make mistakes and we're going to fall and we're going to cry and we're going to be weak. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you think that you are invincible, like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's an ego. That's a pride thing more than anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. who we really are is that we're human. I think that, you know, the more that we can, um, grow and learn and to accept our humanity, you know what I mean? And our, um, you know, whatever that, whatever that we might be sensitive to, whatever that thing is, the, the the faster you know that we can get to our strength you know what i mean so shorty so shorty what happened next man i, I wanted you to tell your story oh yeah no no problem so you know when i went through it with my you know with my children's mother and we broke up and i'll be honest look shout out to my children's mother you know um me and her are good friends now we're real good friends you know we live in the same building you know i just I just gave her, yeah, I gave her the two bedroom and I took a one bedroom. You know, it was better for our kids. Our kids wasn't ready for daddy to be living over here. And, you know, um, also I didn't want what I went through as a kid for my children. Like my parents hate each other to this, to this minute. Like literally right now, they hate each other. I got two pictures with my parents. One, when I was uh, two years old or maybe one and a half. And then another one when I graduated junior high, and neither one of them looked happy to be there. 
You know, I didn't want that for my children. But I never knew what a relationship was. I grew up in a broken home. You know, it was a lot of verbal, physical violence. Um, and my parents were young, you know. My grandmother raised me. So, you know, grandmothers and grandfathers, you don't see a, a grandfather hugging up on, on your grandmother and showing a love. So I'm going to be honest. Like, I went from a fighting household to my grandmother's household to being in hip-hop. So I really don't know what a loving relationship is. I'm going to be honest. Like, like I literally don't know how to love a woman. I don't know. Like, I think you buy her love, but I don't know that emotional side, you know? Um, a friend of mine says it best. She was like, you were the most emotionally inept person that I've ever loved in my life. <laughs> I'm emotionally inept. Like, I just don't get it. I, 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 you know, I really don't get it. But, um, you know, after, after the breakup, I found myself in my apartment by myself. And all of these thoughts are running through my head. And um, I started having bad thoughts, you know. And I said, you want to know what? I think I need to go see somebody, you know, because this is a little too much. And look, I just want to start. I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm not. Don't take what I what I went through and say this is the blueprint to get to where you need to be. Because depression is real serious. You know, people lose their lives every day. Not just suicide over depression, but also due to heart attacks, you know, from the stress. Um, you know, you know, a, a lot goes into that. So I don't want, you know, I don't take this as a joke. So people... I don't want you to take what I'm saying like as a blueprint, do you. But what I did was when I started going to therapy, I just admitted to myself all the lies that I told myself throughout the years. All the lies. People that I wanted to be around, places I didn't want to go. It's my fault. Once I took responsibility for that, I noticed one thing. I allowed all of these people in a space to do harm to me I allowed that you know what I'm saying that's something that I had control of yeah, yeah. but I allowed it anyway why did I do that because I was looking for something that I wasn't getting from somewhere and I needed other people to reassure me of who I was pretending to be for them mm -hmm. if that makes any sense you know Absolutely. so, so it's kind of like you're real hard you want your boss to see that you're the best worker but you don't even care about this job you know, you, it's not something that you care about, you know. Um, and uh, so once you go through that and you say, oh, so I do have control of what goes on around me. And then I started apologizing to everybody that I did wrong um, because, I, you know, I hurt a lot of people because of my hurt. You know, I, I hurt my children's mother a lot because of my hurt. You know, I deserve to lose her, you know, because when I was hurt, I was doing things that was it wasn't beneficial to anybody. You know what I mean? And I think once I started getting, I know once I started getting help and I started knowing who I actually was, that was when I started seeing, oh, wow. Things I say do hurt her. It's not just about me. And I'm hurting the wrong person, you know? And um, I think that really helped our relationship. And I think that helped us work together a lot better for the kids, you know? Um, but look, brothers, I just want to tell y'all, anybody, um, look, going to see a therapist is cool. It's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself. You know, my man Marlon Wayne, you know, um, when I was going through my depression, he called me and was like, yo, shorty, what's wrong with you? I'm like, 
I just see a blank number. You know, he got different numbers he called from. Yes. Yeah. Yo, man, it's Marlon, man. Yo, man, what's wrong with you? Yo, man, your birthday coming up. Yo, man, we gonna yo, we gonna celebrate your birthday. Yo, I'm flying you out to Vegas. I'm like, yo, man, we could meet right here in Hollywood. Go have nah, nah. It's gonna be a ticket waiting for you at the airport. Go to the airport. When now, pack now and go. So I throw some clothes in the bag. He flies me out there. We party for 48 hours. And this is one of the best conversations I ever had with Marlon because he 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 hit the nail right on the head. I, he, I, was, I was like, oh, this is going wrong. And then I, I'm breaking up with my girl. And he said, so your problem is you were fronting to be something that you didn't want to be all your life. And now you don't even know who you are to be who the real the real you. You know, you became a father. You wasn't expecting to become a father. So we have to become who we saw as our father and try to emulate that. But we're emulating. That's not who we are. You know, you can't be your father, you know, good or bad. You know, you have to be yourself. Um, and what he told me was, listen, you got to get back to focusing on what you like to do and what it is that you want to do and what makes you happy. And when I found those things, it was something I put down for so long and it was my music, you know, and that's when I started, you know, I said, you want to know what? Nobody else is doing nothing right now. I'm going to open up my rhyme book. I'm going to do, I'm going to get my beats together and I'm going to do my mixtape. And that's how the now and then mixtape came out. Word. You know, it's, um, it's a really, it's a really good thing to have people that you have as friends. You know what I mean? It, we know who Marlon is, but it could be anybody, you know, to be able to just pull you to the side and have a conversation with you and just speak truth to you. And, you know, I have to commend you, though, too, man, because, you know, like I just know for myself, I'm still working on the fact of somebody telling me something about myself. I'm not trying to hear that. You know what I mean? And um, and I know a lot of us, especially even as black men, we're not trying to hear nothing, let alone from your girl. You know what I'm saying? And so. Um, for you to listen to another man um, pour into you and be able to able to accept that. I, I don't know. I don't know what that, you know, what allowed you to be able to do that. And you might have been at that point. You know, I, I believe that sometimes we're at a crossroad, you know, and um, and I'm not sure if that time was your crossroad, but it sounds like it may have been. But you had a friend, you know what I mean, outside the family that was able to pour into you and tell you what you needed to hear, because it sounds like it. Um, it did something for you. I mean, but it was also you too. You know, you gotta, you, you know, me and you, we were cool through, you know, a Facebook uh, football post, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I want to thank you for this and you don't even know, like, it was a time I had called you just out of the blue, you know? Um, and you answered your phone, you know? And I'm gonna be real. Had you not answered your phone that night, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Wow. You know, that's what a lot of people don't understand about about uh depression like you could be functioning but then sometimes your mind will get in this place and you'll sit in that place and you'll just grasp every bad idea every negative thought and it's just, oh i could have did this better oh this is gonna happen tomorrow and everything and sometimes it gets overwhelming and sometimes you just be like on the real calgon take me away you know i mean when i called you that day i was to the point where look i'm not saying i wanted to kill myself I, I don't think I could ever admit that even if I wanted to. Um, but I will say I didn't care if I woke up the next morning. That's how bad it was, you know. And to have, you know, just somebody on the other side of that phone call reach up and say, yo, 
I care about you enough to listen. That meant a lot to me. So, I, you know, I, I really want to thank you for that. Wow. Man. wow. You, uh, um, see, this is this goes two ways. You never know what you're doing. You know what I mean? And that's why it's so important to be well. You know what I mean? Because if I'm not well and you call me one, I don't pick up. But if I, you call me and I'm in the same space at the same time, you know what I mean? I could be contributing to your pain because of my own pain. So just just on a, you know, brother to brother, you know, um, that that's that's deep, man. And I feel um, I don't even, I'm just I'm, I'm emotional on the inside. You know what I mean? And it's um, it's something that I just hope and pray that anybody that hears this message that I didn't even know you were going to even say that. And I just know how important it is for us to, you know, to be well. And I think about you reminding me how important it is is to have good friends and people that you can talk to that they don't even have to have it all together. You know what I mean? You just got to be, you know, you got to be able to be someone that is like hopefully seeking and believing that there's something more, you know, because you just never know your friend um, or somebody you meet a stranger, um, how much we can, in, you know, invest or help, you know, at a time that without us even knowing. So I appreciate you sharing that, man. That's a, that's real. Oh, that's that's real talk. And you know, I was watching. You know, I, I started following your brother. I started following Zim um, on Instagram, oh, wow. and I watch a lot of his posts. And um, it was something that you had Zim that was really, um, it really struck me. Um, you were mixing one of your drinks and um, you know, getting ready uh, to go to the gym. And I'm paraphrasing here, but you said something like, "People always ask you, you know." How do you stay energized? How do you keep going? How do you keep doing this? And you said, instead of me saying, I got to go to the gym, you say, I get to go to the gym today. Mm -hmm. um, I get to work out today. And it's it's just that simple. It's like you're showing thankfulness to God that you have the ability to do something. You know, um, we all have that in us, but we oh, I don't feel like doing this. Why don't you feel like doing it? You know? Right. Right. You have the ability to do it. And believe it or not, that little thing right there was another spark that really helped me um, finish the album. You know, it was just like, well, why can't I go and get all these people I want and put them on the album, put together a dope album? What's stopping me? Mm -hmm. I get to do it. It's not a hassle that I got to do it. Um, and But that's where I found my joy. You know, um, I started getting happy again because that was my happy space. And I realized doing banking and you know because i work you know i work for you know banks now that's how i make my living um you know doing banking and doing this and doing eh, all of that is cool but music was my love and i put it down to become all these other people for everyone else and i totally forgot who i was mm -hmm. so that helped me get back to who i was z yes sir what do you have to say man about um you know, just perspective, you know, like you basically, what does it mean to, you have this, you have the choice, you know, like how important is your perspective on your health and how important do you believe your perspective is on your, you know, on your mental health? So I think the, the first thing is, uh, <clears throat> is listening to Shorty. It's, uh, it's really about the reflection moment, right. And having clarity. I think the, I think a lot of times we, so I'm working on this this new project where I'm gonna uh, help people 
Um, I'm going to give, let's just say I'm going to throw a number out there. I'm going to show you the 20 ways to fail, right? Because people can identify problems better than they can identify solutions. And if I talk to someone, right, and I tell them, hey, you know, what did you do to be successful? You did that? Okay, don't do that again, right? <laughs> like, do the opposite of that, right? What I'm saying is because at the end of the day, when we start really thinking about what kind of puts us into place is it's it is a it is a point of view. It is a it is a paradigm shift. It's it's seeing it from a different direction. It's almost like when you just turn your head a little bit to look a different way. It's kind of what you're doing because if you keep looking at things the same way and you're stuck in a rut, you know that's that's where you continue to build this mound on top of you where you feel like there's no way out. Um, but the reality is is that there are, there's always a way, right? And it's just you got to see it differently. Now I think the biggest part, um, and again I'm gonna go back to like I'm no I'm no therapist, what have you. You know I'm a I'm a, uh, I'm a fitness and nutrition coach, but I realize that the, what I do differently is I help people realize these things that get them stuck, right? I get them unstuck, right? I teach, I understand that a lot of the things that uh, have to, they start with your mindset. The initial, the initial way to be able to make change starts with your mindset. It starts with that part. And so, um, you know, because I incorporate the body, there's a, we can get into that later, but just stick to the, to Shorty's point is, you know, when I when I talk to people and I understand that they may have a weight issue, it's not it's always the outside things that we focus on and not the inside things that actually make the difference. And so one of the biggest things that I think that help people is understanding, like once we stop trying to chase the thing that's out there, that glory, that that facade or who we want to be and judging ourselves based on the reflection of the world says and really start to think about how we make decisions and and our behaviors of what we do every day, then we can start actually making you know, some, some moment, creating some momentum to have change and change is not something that just happens like a light switch. Change is a process. Right. And I think like what Shorty's talked about is, you know, you know, going through um, depression and even saying that you're that, that's a hard thing to say too. Right. Cause it's like, you like, I, like you didn't even notice it, but then when you say, well, I'm dealing with depression, it's like, you're, you're putting that on yourself, but then what does that mean? You know, how do you empower yourself through that? And I think that's where, you know, sometimes where, you know, it, it, it comes down to where you you um, you do need a uh, you do need a um, uh, you do need a coach or you do need a therapist. You need to go talk to somebody. So somebody that's going to be um, be able to look at it and give you know care about what's important to you, uh, understand what's the best for you. Because you know one thing I'll say, um, and I and and it's crazy because uh, I, I love the fact that you know when you point out that post, it says, "Hey, you get to do these things." Right. I also realized too is that even with that. We have to be careful about who we're coming to to confide things in because you got to know, like, not everybody around you wants to win. As much as they say, oh, man, you're doing great. They just don't want you doing better than them. Right. That's it. They want you to see you do well, but they don't want you to do better than them. And so when you get to a point in your life where you you know you have a, a solid group of people or people that you can go to or a person, um, that's a blessing. But it's really about really understanding, like, all that work that we talk about you know, really starts from a place of clarity um, and acceptance, reflection, um, and any lessons that we can learn. When I use that word, I, I kind of replace it from failure because what we have to look at is, you know, we can look at our lives. Like we can go back and charter the last, you know, 10 or 15 years and think, <laughs> how could we have done things differently and, and better, right? But if you don't take that time to look back and see how you could make changes, then you're kind of just, you know, setting yourself on the same path. Um, and sometimes the, the, the direction you're going is, it's fine. You just got to look at the core, right? Maybe you're heading the right way. You just maybe got to look at the core and be a little more innovative about how you, um, you know, process your, you know, your direction from there. Yeah. You, yeah, know, you know, 
depression is a real thing. You know, um, Shorty's been going over this. And what I, I believe about depression is that um, there's a lot of people that are listening to this right now who are at that place that where Shorty was at, not identifying with it because I've been there myself. Um, I challenge everyone that is watching this and anyone that you love, you know, to look up, um, just Google clinical depression. And if you look at the signs of clinical depression, um, there's a lot of life um, habits, routine lifestyles that you'll see connected, you know, to clinical depression. And all of them will lead back to the things that Shorty has mentioned and also lead you back for what could help you is, you know, is taking care of your body. You know, a lot of things that deal with, you know, again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist. I'm just saying you can just plainly look at it and read it. And they're very common sense things that you'll see um, looking at, you know, looking at the description of clinical depression. And so the reason, the one thing that I want to get out is that you oftentimes are having a tough time because you haven't had that self-reflection and that check, you know, and I think it's important that you have a friend. Now we talked about a friend and now we've talked about a therapist and now we're talking about a coach, you know, get all three, you know, and also we talked about not just any old friend, you know, because I've been talking about this on Q's Lounge. We, we want more than an associate. You know, we want people that are trying to lift you up. And that's what this space is about. You know, this is why I always say, you know, if you have a man in your life that you love, share this podcast, because this podcast with everything that that's already happened so far in this podcast, this is something to lift and up, uplift people. And also in this space is intentionally to try to uplift men um, because we don't talk about our feelings. We don't talk about what's going on. And so you compound and really kind of like, you know, allow depression to really sink in in a way that is can be generational. You know, you pour these things out into your kids because you don't have these outlets. And so um, so good friends, quality friends who are who are doing the things that you want to do, you know, that have a mindset that's the one that you want to have, you know, that have aspirations and are living, you know, certain ways that you want to, you know, and not to do it in a way where you're, you know, condemning yourself because you don't have it, but, you know, someone that, you know, someone that will um, be open, you know, someone that who is, you know, who is versed in these mindsets and mind, um, these, this mindset and these lifestyles of living healthy and whole. Shorty, Shorty. Um, um, after you, after you, after you after watched you the watch video, video, you said this changed your life. Um, what did you, what was your bounce back? Let's let me, tell me about your bounce back. I mean, it sounds like the bounce back, first of all, it sounds like just coming into understanding that I got this issue that I need to deal with. Right. And so tell so me what tell happens me what next. Sure. Well, you know, um, I wanted to touch on something before I even go on to that. Um, when you spoke about, uh, some of the signs. All right. Um, that's something I wanted to speak about. Um, now, you've seen my Facebook page for many years now, right? Yeah. yeah. All of those pictures are lies. Every last one of them. It was a lie. I was smiling. I wasn't happy. All right. Um, here's some of the signs of depression, just so that people know. Um, there's, there's different kinds of depression from what I've learned. All right. There's two different kinds. One, you can be depressed about a thing or a situation. You need help to get over that. Death of a family member, um, loss of a job, something like that. That's a situation. Mine's is chemical. 
I have a chemical imbalance. So I'm actually supposed to take medication for this. But I refused to take it because when the lady gave it to me, first of all, she wasn't even a medical doctor. And she had a 30 minute meeting with me and decided that I should get four different medications and each one of them could possibly bring on thoughts of suicide. Now, if I'm feeling bad, I don't want to feel like I want to kill myself. Like that doesn't sound like a good deal, you know? So I took the hard road in this. You know, I took the really hard road um, to do it just raw, you know? Um, and some of my signs were you don't want to eat. You don't want to do it like regular tasks, like honestly getting up to wash up. Unless I was going to work, it wasn't necessary. Yeah, that's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. You 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 know, you leave stuff in chaos and, and you, you got clothes all over the place. You know, people that are messy. To me, that's a form of depression. Because anybody that's that's a lover of God and loves themselves, we always have a clean area. You know, we pride ourselves on that. Um, so it's more than just putting on clothes and getting dressed in. No, it's more to it than that. Um, but my best back came was once I went through the therapy, and I still go to therapy monthly. I'm going to let everybody know therapy is a regular thing um, for me. At first, I was going weekly. Now it's to the point where I go monthly. Um, the thing you said about finding friends that want to do the things that you want to do, the key to it is you don't even know what you want to do because you don't know who you are. So you have to drop this shield of I don't want to and say, I want to experience something new because I don't even know what I like. You know, um, you know, you might say, oh, yo, man, come on, man, let's go ride a bike. I don't want to ride no bike. Well, why don't I want to ride a bike? It might be, a, it might be something nice, you know? So you have to, open, you have to prepare yourself to be open for new things. But like I said, find that thing that you like to do. Something that you like. Nobody else has to like it. You know, you don't have to post about it. Nobody else has to know that you're doing it. It could just be something. Look, it could be a dude your brother's side, you know, Zim's side. He could probably like crocheting. If you want to crochet, crochet. Do that. But do something that makes you happy. And another thing um, I just wanted to point out before I go, because I want to overtalk. Um, my stepfather told me something. He said, you know, life is really simple. And I was like, what do you mean life is simple? He was in Vietnam. Um, he went to Vietnam at like 18. So no, he was 17. He, he he lied just to go to Vietnam. But he said they mentally prepared him for something. He said, you know, we react off of words like humans. We're trained to react off words. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, like if I say stop, but the first thing you're gonna do is stop, right? If I tell you run, first thing you're gonna do is run. If I say fire, you're gonna look around, you're gonna try to run. We operate off of trigger words. So if I tell you that there's a problem, the first thing you do is, oh, man, you tense up. Let's figure this out. What's going on? But in reality, there's no such thing as a problem. It's just situations that we never experienced before and we're, and we just wasn't prepared for it. So now we have to figure it out on the spot. That's all a problem is. It's a situation that we never faced before, but we have to deal with it right now. And you got to learn as you go. You know, so stop looking at problems like it's a problem and start looking at it like, oh, I never experienced this before. Let's see what happens, you know, um, and also get rid of your enablers. 
the things that you don't like about yourself, like I have friends that all they want to do is smoke weed and hang out. When they came with, they enabled me, giving me weed, smoking me more. Yeah, I still smoke weed, but not like I used to. I mean, you talking 10, 15 blunts a day. Easy. Easy. Uh, uh, this California stuff. Easy. And I wasn't enjoying my life. What made me kick out of it, my daughter was asking me, Dad, for months. Now, it had to be like six months. She was Dad, can you teach me to ride my bike? Can you teach me to ride my bike? Can you teach me to ride my bike? And one day I didn't have any weed. And I was going crazy, just sitting there, you know, full of depression on. I'm like, ah, you want to know what? Come on, yo, let's go outside. It took me five, no, 15 minutes to teach her how to ride her bike. And I sat there and cried. I said, I spent all this money on weed for all of this time, wasted all of this time when I could have just gotten all of that happiness and taken 15 minutes to show my daughter how to ride a bike. But I spent money on weed and ignoring my family. For that time, I could have had my daughter on my lap or taken outside late at night to ride a bike. And I didn't do that. I chose to smoke weed and get drunk, thinking that that was going to take away my unhappiness, but it didn't. It put me further in my unhappiness. So you have to change the way you're living. You got to do new things. You know, the first thing I would do now, the first thing I do before I do anything, I pray and then I get up and I take a shower because taking a shower washes off any negativity of bad things from yesterday. So now I'm starting my new day. And that's just how I start mine off. Man, um, <laughs> you are going to be back on Q's Lounge because you sound like you are from my planet. Um, I do want to say that prop the part about the problem that you mentioned, I really think that that's a good way to because, you know, the Bible talks about how we have to renew our mind and refresh our minds. And it's really hard, you know, like these things you're talking about, they're hard to do. But when you get for yourself, right, you've got this part where you talked about it's really not a problem. And I wrote down. You know, what if we just saw the problem as though it was a journey, you know, like this is an adventure. It, this is like, oh, yeah, this is going to be tough, but this ain't going to tear me down, you know. And one of the things, too, and um, Z, I want to get your, um, you know, your comments on this is that this lifestyle, smoking, doing nothing, you know, you you seem like naturally you've always been a thin guy from what I can see. And I know that um, I know that some people if they're not doing anything and they're smoking and they're just living, however, it's going to create, you know, the heart issue. It's going to create the uh, diabetes. It's going to create all these other things, especially, you know, you know, certain things that, you know, um, black men have had to deal with. Um, Z, I, I guess I, I want to find out from you when, when your clients come to you, do they come to you and like, we're, we're shorties at that crossroad. He's, you know, coming into, awareness are they letting you know like what is what is it like when you meet meet your clients what are they looking for um and do they talk about their mind and yeah no so so what happens um so i talk to a lot of people so there's people that are my clients and there's people that don't and i talk so i talk to both right and um a lot of times you know uh people are coming to me because they just want to you know lose weight that's just what it is I, you know i just tell me what i gotta work out and tell me what i gotta eat um, but because I do things differently, you know, we get in a conversation just to talk about where they're at and what, what is important to them and really trying to get to figure out like what's going on in their life. And the biggest thing I can tell you is that, uh, 
there's times where I get, in, I'll start a conversation and I have to remind someone, I was like, you realize, I just want to remind you, this is a fitness program because it does start to talk about like where the mentally stuck and maybe have dealt with depression. Um, but here goes, here goes the bigger thing from that standpoint is, uh, bro, when people come there's their, their, their level of confidence, their level of self worth, um, has a lot to do about how they look and how they feel. Um, and people think that once they were able to, you know, lose that 20, 30 pounds or more, um, you know, figure out like they're, you know, like I, I just had a guy right now, literally where we were talking, talking about, Hey man, like responding to you on, on Instagram was like, I think I just need motivation. And we're always going after stuff like that. That's false. It's fool's gold. Right. And, uh, it's always these little like band-aids instead of really dealing with the problem. Um, one of the things I'll say is that because I, I, I truly understand that, you know, uh, depression, clinical depression, all that kind of stuff is a serious thing. Um, I've partnered with people that can actually, I can, you know, send my clients to, to help them because I want to be, I want to be able to stand in the gap to be able to help them between that. But the reality is, is that, um, what I do is I help people understand when you get a coach, how I can guide you, how I can help you, you know, do the things, create the behaviors. Now, if you need to talk to somebody and, and, and get real clarity and understand how to deal with those things, that's where a therapist, like, you know, Shorty talked about will help you. But in terms of making practical changes in your life to be able to pull yourself out of that, because depending on someone else to get you out of that hole, you're never going to do that. It's about you. You got to do it. And it's, that's probably right. Quite cute is that we talk about, you say, Hey, people, you know, it's really hard. It's like, it is, but once you start putting the pieces together, lifting yourself out of the mud, out of the dirt becomes a lot easier, but it's not about this big old thing you have to do. And that's what I start teaching my clients. It's like, you don't have to go and accomplish the, you know, remove depression tomorrow, right? It's not about, you know, um, what, what's the quickest fix, fix or the hack. It's about let's do things, small things that are going to start making you feel better. Most of my clients that get into my program within like the first two week, week or two, they're just like, oh, my God, I feel so much better. I feel more motivated. I'm like, you feel more motivated. You know, you feel more energized, <laughs> you know, um, you know, you started you're starting to change how chemically your body is reacting to food and, and, and exercise. So those things like those hormones start kicking in and it plays a huge difference on a person's ability to be able to do what they need to do. And, you know, when you start really putting together you know, um, a, a lifestyle or what it turns out to, right? Like getting into a position where you can actually start changing your life because you are feeding yourself well, you're moving, you're doing things that are going to, even when you look back at a few day, days or a week and say, I did that, right? You can start to have those accomplishments and that momentum that's built behind that takes a person to a whole nother stratosphere. So when they even, even if they're dealing with something and haven't got a haven't got a, uh, an answer, they might even be more willing to go look for more help because they're starting to build momentum in other areas of their life. So, you know, I got into, I got into the fitness space because I realized as I was, you know, doing the whole coaching and human optimization is that, you know, I could help a person, I can help a business, but I got to help the person. The person's got to be like, they mattered more than anything. And it's just the same thing. Like if you're like, if you're watching this right now and you know, you know, you're a parent, you know, you're a, uh, you're a husband, you know, you're a, you're a wife. You know, at the end of the day, you're sacrificing yourself for everybody else in your life, but you're the one that matters the most. They care about you and need you, but they need the best version of you. And that comes down to you really realizing like, hey, I got to take a different stand in my life and I got to start taking care of myself. And, you know, the excuses or even looking for false things like motivation, uh, what you really need is just to start doing things that are little. Um, you know, I, like Q, I always I wish I just give a little bit of value when it comes to like what I do. And I will say this. When my, when my, when my clients are stuck, I, I talked to them about this five minute action. I said, what could you do right now for five minutes that will help you not only like, you know, focus towards your goal, 
but something that's not going to take because because everybody looks at their goal their 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 goal and it's a really big mountain to climb and it's really daunting and it's scary and it's and it's uh it could it could literally paralyze you because you're looking at it going like there's no way I can do that. But that's not what you have to do. It's just, it's just like that saying. It's like, you can you see far off? Like, you can see it. But really, the most important thing is, that can you see right in front of you? And if you see right in front of you, take that next step. You know, and I always tell people, it's like, you know, time is going to pass. And just like anything we go through, sometimes those those emotions, those hard times, those moments, like Shorty talked about, we, we you know, this problem just existed. It's temporary. It really is. And so the thing that we have to, we know we can count on is the time is going to pass. And what we do with the time allows us to be in a better place as time continues to go on. So it's really like all it is is the one thing. It builds such a it's it builds such a large level of momentum by doing simple stuff consistently. You know, people want to be disciplined. I need to be disciplined. I was like, no. Just win that next little thing you can do and just repeat it. Right. And that's that's where it comes down. So I I can get, I mean, because you know, I'm I'm listening to all this, bro. And there's and I and I'm I have I've want to I've learned to be better at coming from the place of empathy, right? And understanding that I mean I understand everything someone's going through, um, uh, but I'm empathetic. You know, I've never weighed 400 pounds. So I don't know what that feels like for someone to weigh 400 pounds and what they have to go through, but I'm empathetic of that. And so I I I ask them to talk through it, but I'm also a type of person where I'm gonna say, listen. If you, if you wanted that coach, you wanted that guy that's going to make sure that you can see what you need to do, not what everyone else needs to do, but what you need to do next. I'm going to make sure that that next thing is the right thing. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get the distractions out of the way. That's the biggest thing is stop being so distracted because that's holds us, that holds us back. When I say distraction, it's not necessarily like, you know, um, you're, you're playing video games or you're doing so it's it's people in your life it's things in your life that don't equal what you need and what's the most important to you priorities it's about making sure you know protect your energy protect your time protect your focus and those are the things that that allow my clients to then get into my programs and go you know you know sky's the limit if we even call that the limit right um but that's that's where we make change and when we start talking about all these things from dealing with personal obstacles uh, challenge, uh, depression, uh, whatever those sorts are, when someone is in the position of, of really getting to a place when they really need help, this is the, like the very first thing they have to do is really just tell themselves, like, I'm going to make a change and just go do it. And I know that probably sounds easier than said than done, but it's like, even if that means, you know, like Shorty said, getting up every morning and taking that shower as a part of washing off as a, as a uh, ritual, washing off, having clarity. You know, I do the same thing short. I wake up every morning and, and pray to God, you know, and I make sure that I give him my first, but I also make sure that I, I take the time and clarity and I set my intentions for the day because I know, I know that if I just start my day and let it, let the world control me, then I'm going to be running my life, not the way that I want to, but the way the world wants me to. Right. So, um, you know, I, I can go on cue, you know, I could, I could, yeah, no. so, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's that living water. I tell everybody right. drink that drink water. That's that living water right. and wash your body in living water right. <laughs> and it will wash the, it'll, it'll wash the, uh, the trouble away, but you right. got to allow that to happen. Um, right. so mindset, you know, perspective, these are some really good things. Um, I do want to just, you know, we're going to have to be, you know, going soon. We have so much, this is a, this is a great conversation that we probably need to come back again. Um, but shorty, you got something that you just rolled out, man. I want you to let the people know, um, about what you're doing right now. You have the mixtape and you got other things that are going on right now. Can you go ahead and just share what you got going on? Hold on. Hold on one second. 
You're you're muted. You're muted, Shorty. Start again. <laughs> I forgot I was muted. So um so the now and then uh podcast mixtape. Um I have it out on my own uh website. It's called the now and then show dot com. Uh you can go there and you can get the album. Um it's basically a collaboration of uh all the dopest MCs that I interviewed uh on my Instagram live. Um I got you know Sadat X on there. Um, you know, my other group, Union 90, they got their album up there. I got a song, you know, with Kane on there. Um, you know, I, I wanted to take a lot of new artists that weren't really getting um, the credit or even had a studio to work out of something and give them this platform and give them real high quality beats. Not just, you know, I'm not just to no other producers, but not something that you pay somebody $5 for. I'm talking about like a real hard studio beat. Gave them direction here work with this you know and a lot of them not a lot of them all of them came through for me like a racehorse so i hope everybody enjoy the album um also the site is being um built up next because i'm creating it where artists will be able to upload their music and i'm going to pay them 80 percent of their royalties as opposed to them getting pennies on the dollar somewhere else and i think that's the strength um you know everybody's asked well how could you afford to run your business if you're giving everybody 80 percent they have you fooled like they can't do that. Think about it. If you get even 500 people to sign up for your site and everybody's giving you 20%, you got 20% coming in from 500 different avenues and everybody could be making, you're not losing any money. Everybody's making money. They're going to be happy to work with you and they're going to work harder because they're seeing their money. You know, and I think the problem with hip hop is that we let the middleman take over the business. We let the guy, the lawyer that's making the deal for us, get all of the money and leave us nothing. And what I mean by that is basically when you go sign a record deal, um, it's called 10 points, right? So the, the, the first 90 points are gone. That's gone already. Your record company gave you that million dollar signing bonus. Okay. That's called a signing bonus for a reason. They gave you a million dollars, but you don't have a million dollars in your pocket for you to handle. No, that million dollars for you to spend on the producers, your studio, you got to take a little bit out of that to live off of. You know what I mean? And you can't use your homeboy studio. You got to use their studio, which is like $200 an hour, maybe more. And they're going to block you time. Not I get four hours for No, they're going to block you three, a whole week, 24 hours. So you're going through there with your homeboys, y'all drinking, y'all smoking, y'all thinking of a song. Let's see what we're going to do. That's money out of your pocket. That's why you see a lot of these rappers, um, they end up doing two and three albums and then they don't even own the rights to anything. That's what that advance money is. They want you write the words, you sing it, but we're going to own it. So now anytime it plays on a commercial or anything, none of these people get money. And I think we should have learned that from the rappers of the 80s. Some of the most classic stuff that's out, none of those rappers are getting money off of it. They only get money when they perform. And I think we need to change that. And I think that's what I want to do. Uh, that's one of the things I want to do, you know, uh, with my website. You can keep all of your own money and only give away 20% of it to me. 
for distributing it and you keep the rights to it. So now if somebody hears your song and they want to put it in a movie, guess what? You get all that money. Universal don't get that money. You're going to get it. And I think that's one that's one thing I want to do. I want to change our mindset. We can do it on our own. We don't need uh, these other people to come in and, and distribute because all they're doing is distributing the music for us. We're the ones dancing. We're the ones that's making the music. We're the ones that's doing going in the studio. We're the ones that's coming out of our pocket. But just to think on a small level, um, a friend of mine in Nigeria, um, his name is OBM Rumi. Um, he has that song on my album called Grown Man Trips. And when me and him are talking, because I've never been to Africa, he's never been to America. And when me and him were talking while he was doing the song, I looked at his studio. You talk about somebody that does so much with so little. The dude has two speakers, a laptop, and a mixing board. And he did that with that. Yeah. You know that's what I'm saying? Must see, brother. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> he did that with that. So, yeah. yeah. And, I, and, you know, I look at somebody like him and I said, now imagine if he's getting 80 percent of his royalties and American money sent over. Imagine what he could create. And he don't need nobody else to give it to him. You know, and I'm also thinking about the young kid in the projects and, you know, in, 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 in Brooklyn, that was like me, you know, saving up your allowance money to go to the studio. Well, guess what? It's a difference when a record company goes and talks to a kid that's making 5000 a month on his own, selling his own music, and a kid that's not making nothing. You can't trick him with the same carrot. You know what I mean? So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the way to empower our people, empower hip-hop, and for us to take back what's really important, and that's, you know, your intellectual property. And it's our music, because that music came came out the gutter. That, you know what I mean? Like... And there's and there were also black musicians before hip hop, you know what I mean? That still um, never got paid. Music's being used in that in that way as well. You know, um, you're also in a way like the empowerment also too is, is a lot of artists are lost and confused and feeling kind of like left out because they're not being you know recognized or the money doesn't pay well. You know what I mean? And so. In, in a way, what you're doing as well is going to be able to empower and keep people and help people to be encouraged to hopefully uh, keep them from depression because uh, music is something that I've always said on in my platform as healing powers. I mean, it's healing you just, you know, doing the music is, has been healing you. And so there's more proof in that as well. Um, Z, you've got some things cooking up too. let us know. Let the people know what you got going on. Well, first of all, I need to go um, spit one for Shorty. Let him know how I get down. You know, <laughs> let him know about the fickle, fickle, fuku. Fickle, fuckle, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. I, hey, for real. You know, uh, I, I'll surprise you, bro. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, no. So, um, the one thing I want to say, first of all, you know, I don't like this word "try," but I want to say this because I think it makes sense. I think, um, you know, in any situation we're talking about, is, you know, I want people to be willing to try and to fail and try again and then fail and try again. Because, you know, if we're looking at it, failure is a uh, is a fertilizer for success, right? We need it to grow. Um, I think that ultimately at the end of the day, we're going to have regret. And I think also regret, regret is, um, is okay and it's expected, right? Because you can look back at things and kind of say, I wish I could have done this, what have you. Um, regret is also a component of failure and it gives us um, the fuel for our lives too, the lessons that we get out of it. Um, and one of the things I'll say is that, you know, um, when we're looking at our lives and whether or not we've been able to accomplish the things we want, 
or we're still on a mission. This is a process. This is a journey. Um, and like you said, Q, when you talk, look at things, it's like, look, you know, these things are just part of the makeup of what it takes to get to where you want to go. Right. Um, but I think if, if, but if you don't have any regrets, I think you're not trying hard enough. You know, I really think that's the case. And I think that we're dealing with um, any set of circumstances or challenges. I mean, your best thing you can do is ask for help. But what I want to get at, uh, and I'll just say this is that, you know, um, I'll be real clear. I've, I've been uh, for so many years, you know, wanting to be in the place that I'm at now, you know, to be able to be able to make an impact um, in, the, in, in the health and fitness industry, you know, to be not like everybody else and just say, hey, I got a workout program and I can give you some some uh, meal plans that you can get in shape. Um, I do all have that. But I, my whole thing is, is that I want my fitness program to impact your life, the entire thing. I look at the whole person. And uh, the biggest thing I can tell you right now is that there's a lot of men out there that like myself who are former athletes who have, you know, <laughs> the game ended and uh, their focus went to their career, their family and all that kind of stuff. And they forgot that they're an athlete. Um, and one of the things I can tell you is that part of even depression is the fact that we had to let go of who we were, identifying who we were and now be this new person. And, uh, you know, me working with former athletes, is that, and that's men or women, um, but I know that challenge for myself, you know, giving it just a quick um, one, two, you know, I think the fact that I I did, I went through these things and I had to, you know, like I used to say, you know, people like, like, Z, you going to the league, baby? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the league. It's on, you know, you work so hard for that. And then you get to the point where you're like, that's over. And I've always had this thing. I kept telling myself, I'm going to go to the league in my life, right? I'm going to go to the league in my life because that's the highest level you can actually reach. And um, what I realized is that I had to make some changes and I needed some help and I got the help and I got educated and learned how to do, do the things I needed to do to make my life better. But it really came down also to for me really looking at what was important to me the most. And, uh, you know, having a family, being a, being a husband and uh, being a father all those things that God blessed me with, you know, also told me that I got to be the best version of myself. So I, I believe I've always believed in leadership, but the one thing that I believe in the most is that sometimes people just need a model. And one of the things I want to do in my life is continue to be that reflection of that, how I lead my life. And so when I help people and, and people come to my program, it's not like I say, Hey, because <laughs> people are like, bro, I can't do your workouts. I'm like, that's not what the point is. Is like I, I'm going to help you exactly where you're at, and uh, that I'm going to meet you there, right? And I, and help you through that process. So, you know, if, if we're, you know, for me, what my program is the evolution of what I'm doing is to be able to help um, as many people as I can, because I also know that there's people that, you know, where money might be an issue, where they can't, you know, it's hard for them to, you know, uh, afford a coach to work with them one on one. Um, I'm going to create opportunities for them as well, but at the same time too, there's a lot of people sitting around making excuses and doing the things they're doing. And I'm saying to you, like, you know, the one thing that can make your life change in a heartbeat is prioritizing your health and fitness. Um, and I think it's Tanisha even wrote it in here is this understanding it's more about your more than your body. Right. And be able to make those have that spiritual and that soul connection. That's a that's a huge thing, man. So so to my point, Q, and just to just to kind of, um, you know, uh, kind of put the end on this is that, you know, I really believe that if, uh, if if you walk away from this, I think one of the biggest thing takeaways I'm getting from this is that being honest with yourself, right? And being, having having clarity. I always tell, I always tell people like, there's some people I don't work with because I'm like, you're not willing to get to the, the truth, right? We can't fix a problem if you don't know what the problem is, right? And so I would say really focus on that. And when it comes from a health and fitness thing is like, you know, a simple thing like this, we all know that it, we got to eat, we got to eat better and we got to exercise, but why don't people do it? You know, why is it so hard? Uh, and, and one of those things, if you have and I'll just if I, you don't mind me saying this, if people are watching this right now 
and you know you're stuck in that position where you know you're kind of like i need motivation i know i need to do better but you don't want to do q um just for this platform like i'm going to offer out you know i i do these uh 15 minute 20 minute conversations and cost anything but have people reach out to me bro because you know i can help you work th work through that help you get clarity and hopefully from that conversation you can start putting yourself on a on a path to a better healthier life and if it's if it's dealing with your mental health um but you want to make sure that you're taking care of your body um first i think that's great um and i'll say this to end it uh in my program i have a pyramid i call it the fit boss pyramid and it's a it's foundationally built on on purpose and the fir the first thing is your body because if you take care of your body your body chemically changes how your mind reacts to two things, right? And so then we start talking about the mind where we start talking about your mindset, how you're triggered, how you go through those things. But we also talk about mindset with habits, belief systems and routines that are in your life. Um, and we move up that ladder uh, where we start talking about your significant relationships, friends, and all the way up to the top to your legacy. So when we, when we really talk about what it takes to become a fit boss or become the best version of you, uh, I really focus on making sure you make that paradigm shift before you start to do any type of work. So um, I just wanted to say that hopefully that um, that came across clear and people understand where I'm at, man. But that's uh, that's where I'm at right now. Shorty, I want to, you know, like, again, I wasn't I wasn't playing, bro. I got to get this. I got to get this fit boss. You know, I might have to do a little motivational speaking. Oh, speaking on top of it. <laughs> now, let's do it. But I wanted to say something, you know, um, don't downplay your position as far as being motivational. And what I mean by that is. Um, people look at you that don't know you and they see that product. I want that product. I want to look like that. But they don't know all of the stuff you did to get there. Right, right. And I might start, okay, you got me working out with the 25 dumbbells. But as soon as it gets to 40, I'm like, yo, man, it's kind of hurt. I don't want to do this no more. Mm -hmm. But you're standing there saying, no, if you want to get here, this is what you need to do. Right, right. People go to church. They don't go to church looking for actual God. They go to church for motivation in their religion. Business people, banks, they send us out for motivational talks all the time because they want us to be motivated. So believe me, never downplay the part that you play for motivating people. Um, You do a great job at that. And it's needed. And what's so odd is when you go to therapy, they tell you getting in shape is a part of your mental health. And, you know, I, and I'm just, you know, a, a big proponent of men, women, human beings. We operate on three frequencies, mind, body and soul. And they all have to work together in order for you to become one person. And that was one thing I noticed. Spiritually, I was inept. I was gone spiritually. Mentally, I got nobody to pray to. I got nothing to believe in. I don't even believe in myself. Where's the motivation? And my body totally took the whole brunt of all of that. So, you know, um, I think it's really important. You know, anybody out there that got depression, I just want to tell you, they got free uh, telephone numbers. You know, Google those telephone numbers. They got people that just sit there and talk to you. Um, if you don't have insurance, they have free places that'll give you help. Um, you know, you got to set up an appointment. You know, but but go and go see that. Yo, know, it's very important. Don't sit in that. You know, and I, like I said, I'm not a therapist or anything. But first thing I'd advise you to do: take a shower. You know, um, change your bed linen. Get rid of all of that negativity from yesterday because today's a new day, and you could be great today. You know, find something great to do. And guess what's great? 
doing something different than what you did yesterday. It doesn't have to be big. My big isn't your big or isn't another person's big. Judge it for yourself. Don't let other people judge what your big should be. You don't need that. Go have fun. Buy yourself an ice cream. Get dressed and take yourself out to dinner. Celebrate yourself. You know, love yourself. That's important. Z, um, we're going to be heading out. So I want to get you. You got a podcast you're going to be starting soon? Yeah. So um, so for me, yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be Fit Boss. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on all the platforms. Um, right now we're in the making. We've already started uh, some of the uh, episodes already. Um, but just getting it launched. But I, but I will be talking about like actually, to be honest with you, to go back to Shorty's part is that I, I got to a place where I've kind of got the I'm, I'm removing the layers that are in front so we can talk about the real things. Um, you know, these these uh, podcasts are going to help both men and women, but specifically, you know, talking about where those real struggles are at and talking about just real things. I'm not going to hear me like give me five things I can do. Like I'm going to talk to you about real things that you need for your life and hopefully provoke you to start making those changes that you need. And, uh, you know, the most incredible thing about it is I feel like that space, I've been waiting to be in that space and it's about to be on. So I definitely will put out there everything that I, I um, everything that's going to be on my platform is going to be uh, under my name. So you'll look for it under Zimbalist Carter. Um, and um, from there, man, it's just, I'm, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to um, be doing a lot more uh, coming out, especially by the beginning of uh, was it June coming up, it's going to be dropping. So I'll be doing one podcast a week. Uh, you can watch it. I won't be going live. I'll actually be doing it uh, and posting it on my YouTube channel. I'll post some links on Facebook and stuff like that for people to connect with me. But other than that, um, you'll be on Spotify as well too, right? Oh yeah. Spotify, YouTube, right. uh, Apple and all that. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. And um, so you can find Zimless at Zimless Carter, uh, I think he's also on all the on all the socials. And Shorty, how, how can everybody find you? Um, right now I'm on IG Live, and like I said, you can go to uh, my website, thenowandthenshow.com. Um, you know you can listen to my new album, The Hoffa Box. Go check that out. Um, cop it. I got some merchandise. Yo, I gotta send y'all some shirts too. I got, I'm, I'm gonna get y'all off some shirts. In fact, I'm shipping out my shirts today, so I make sure I get y'all out some. Um, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna text you for your address and everything, so you know I can send, I get y'all something. I really want to thank y'all. I need two. I need two X. So uh, <laughs> I was gonna so, send you the extra medium, Sam. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, I gotta get. I gotta make sure you know I got receipts now since so you said it live on Q's Lounge. Yeah. You make sure make you don't forget. Sure we, we, we'll I got pull you. up on you. I got you. <laughs> hey, Tanisha, Tanisha just said she uh, she's celebrating walking past Wingstop. I'm good job. <laughs> Wingstop's the business and fries too. Great yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So I don't. Have, I'm not a fitness coach, but I'm gonna tell you. Sometimes you got to go in and get you, get you what you want. The brother said today. What do you like? And if you like wings, get you some wings. But you ain't got to eat wings every day. No. Um, so I thank you, brothers. This show has been like phenomenal. I am so glad that you guys are both here. Uh, Shorty, I really appreciate your vulnerability um, and your trust. Um, what people don't know um, is that this is my Virgo twin. This is my brother. <laughs> but this is my Virgo twin. This brother from all the way across the, you know, the country was born the day after me in the same year. So when I talk to this man, there is so much like connection. It is crazy. And so uh, I thank God that, you know, he's, you know, interweaved our lives to be able to be connected. Um, this won't be the last time that, you know, that I've already told you that we'll be able to uh, do a live together. Uh, we're actually going to go on live on Instagram because um, we're going to do that right after the show. 
So be looking for that. But we're definitely going to have you back because I got some more conversation about hip hop that we want to talk about. Um, but I do appreciate you advocating for uh, men's health and mental awareness, uh, mental health. And um, and just the vulnerability all the way around, man. And you just you blessed me today. So thank you. And Z, as always, you know, I you know, I, I love you. You know what I mean? And you uh, you guys know where to find find uh, Z at. You can always find um, both of these brothers through me um, as well if you can't find them. So you can uh, follow us on, on Q's Lounge. Uh, so I just want to thank you guys, um, the moderator. Uh, thank you guys for being on the show. And we'll um, we'll see you guys soon. Yeah, so um, thank you, everybody. This was a this was an awesome show. I didn't. Um, there was a lot of things that was shared that are really important. You know, I think about um, just really appreciating what Shorty uh, revealed and shared. You know, it's really uncommon. You know, for men to be able to share their vulnerability. I mean, he's gone through some healing, and he's had the revelations, and he shared some very uh, great uh, great points. You know, one of the things that he mentioned that I think is important, you know, is that he didn't know he had depression, you know. And so one of those things, if you're struggling with whatever that's going on in your life that you, you know, if you spend some time, I don't know if you journal, I always recommend journaling. But if you spend some time, you know, listening to your thoughts, you know, and, and checking your own um, patterns, you know, you might find out that maybe you might need to give a call to the therapist and, and set that appointment because we have a lot of people that are living, you know, across this country, across the world who are living with depression. And the only way, you know, really to to really find out is, you know, going to see that therapist and then talking, you know, to a friend. You know, for me, I'm always going to encourage, you know, a, um, a relationship, you know, with the father because there's spiritual um, needs that we have that are being underserved, you know, and we need you know, the one thing that is our source that I mean, without our spirit, we don't exist. And so that's something that I'm always going to encourage. But, you know, reach out for help. You know, if something in your life, if you're not managing your money well, the brother talked today about if your house, you know, you can't keep a clean house. You know what I mean? And then we talked also, too, about our physical body, what condition our physical body is in. You know, if that's if we're struggling to get going in our health. You know, those are just some things, some signs for you, some some red flags, some, you know, some warning signs to maybe get some help and start talking to friends. And it may it may take a while and that's OK. You know, today, another thing that, you know, was taken away was the fact that we do need to just be present. You know, we need to be present. We don't need to look at ourselves as though if we lose 20 pounds, everything's going to go away. Um, that's that's not you know, that's not realistic. Um ask yourself, am I living a double life? You know, am I, you know, am I saying I'm just fine? You know, am I living a double life where I'm doing things and going places I really don't want to be, or I know that are not, you know, not good for me. And the one thing about this, the uh, spiritual, you know, work, you know, and having a, you know, having a relationship with the father and also getting therapy is that you start to get clarity in your mind and wisdom is something that'll also help you to really be able to help define, you know, the things that you're struggling with. And there's some things that we're hearing, you know, we'll hear things in our mind. We'll hear things in our life. We'll hear what people are saying and not what they said. And there'll be some things that are be, you know, coming down on us in a way that we can be in a dark place, but wisdom will allow for you to, to shed light, you know, and to give you clarity. And so these are, these are just some really important um, things that I hope that you all took something. I just, again, want to thank everybody for um, staying with us for so long. Please, again, 
Um, follow me on on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. I am um, really thankful for all those who have been following and, and supporting. This is all just done in love. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have anything to sell you, you know, nothing at all. And all I all I hope for is that in some way that you are touched, moved, you know, encouraged. You know, Q's Lounge is a safe space. And every time you get into this space, it's going to be something that I hope um, will touch your hearts because everything, like I said, is a matter of the heart. Um, again, I'm streaming on all platforms, as you see, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, just, you know, Google it and you'll find it. And I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate the, um, you know, the messages that, that I received. And again, um, just thank you so much for allowing me to to share this space with you and allow me and, and, and the guests uh, to speak with you. Um, but that's it. It's Saturday, you guys. God bless you. Have a great day. And we'll see you guys real soon next week. Peace.